Welcome back. Welcome back to Topic Tuesday. Another Tuesday flew around fast like I promised you it would. But today we're going to do something a little bit different. So today I'm not by myself. I have someone with me, someone very special, my honey bunny. And we are going to do Topic Tuesday together so you guys can get a different perspective than my own. So do you want to say hello, Ben? Good evening. Good evening, everybody. All right, so if you guys were looking for Topic Tuesday on Facebook, it was not there. The kid was put in Facebook because I used my voice to address the haters who were constantly attacking Beyonce, and it was considered a hate speech. So they banned me, and I am banned for, I think, 24 to 48 hours. So I'm currently in Facebook jail. That is why... You did not see any posts from me today. And funny enough, this is not the first time that I found myself being banned. I was also banned for my Malcolm X post. So apparently anything I post of deep quality that needs to be heard around the world is considered a hate speech. So never mind. We'll come back to that at a later time. But we have a lot of topics to cover today. So the first one we're going to start with is Jada and Will Smith's marriage. So according to Jada, her husband and his first wife, which is his now ex-wife, but also the mother of his son, goes on vacations with each other and she's not there. Ben, what are your thoughts? Uh, It's a bit strange. I mean, it's certainly not the normal thing uh, to have happen, you know, in a relationship. I mean, um, I'm sure their circumstances are much different from the average couple, Um, you know, and they got a lot of different perspectives than the average person would have. Um, But their situation is unique. I mean, you know, like I said, whatever floats your boat, I don't think it's for me personally, but whatever floats your boat is my take on it. Can't knock it or say that, you know, I take issue with what, someone else is doing with their lives and what they feel comfortable with, but you know, just not something I would be into. Let me ask you this. Do you think this perspective comes in when it comes to a Hollywood lifestyle? The more money you have, the more freedom to do these type of shenanigans? I mean, just from what I don't necessarily say it's a Hollywood lifestyle because, I mean, you are who you are. You you know, you come from where you come from. I think I don't think it, this, in this particular scenario, it's not a case of, you know, people get money and start doing wild and crazy stuff. I think who they are as people were different before they really blew up and had money. You know what I'm saying? Just hearing just, you know, having read certain things and heard them talk about and discuss certain things. They were kind of out of the box people before the whole Hollywood came into the picture. So I agree. Jada has so, always been a free spirit. Right. So I, I don't know that it's necessarily Hollywood driven, but 
I would say that, you know, um, I think that it, it, it has it has some part in it, but I just don't think it's the driving force behind why they would make a decision like that. Okay. For me, it's absolutely a hell no. <laughs> not even worth talking about, not even worth considering. Never happened in this lifetime. And I read some comment for people who like, oh, well, if you would have a problem with that, do you think that your husband will think you're insecure? It's not about insecurity. It's about boundaries. And what may work for you may not work for me. I just don't see myself being married and going on vacations with my ex, with my son's father. Like, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the fact that their children are not even attending these vacations makes it even more of a hell nah. Because it's not like you're just trying to do a one-off side family thing just to give that child a perspective of, hey, we're still a family if you're into that type of thing. I, I still say it's a hell nah for that scenario too. But the fact that the child is not even present with them and their child at this point is a full grown ass man. So there's no point to still be having family vacations. And it's not about insecurities. It just doesn't make any sense. And I feel like it crosses certain boundaries. I mean, am I wrong? Uh, no, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I didn't know that they was going without uh, their son, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a different that's a different uh, different perspective on the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, to each their own. It's not it's not for everybody. I would say it's probably not for the majority of people out here. But um, you become sister wives, if you ask me. That's a sister wife situation. Uh, I mean. You know, like I said, they kind of out of the box people, so I, I can't speak to what you know how they look at the whole situation. But yeah, it's just it's something that's way different, way way outside of what is considered normal, if you will. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to the next subject or the next topic, if you will. Every female has a side piece. She might not be fucking him, but trust me, he's there. I'll let you go ahead and start off with this one. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say, um, I wouldn't say that it's like something that is like, in, uh, tr first I'll say is I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily true of every female. I'm not going to go and put that out there that every female has a, a side situation outside of their, in a relationship, married or otherwise, I will say that um, I think all women have male, you know, counterparts, friends, coworkers, whatever the situation is, that are, you know, or can be viewed in some respects as like potentially could be uh, uh, somebody they would be involved with for whatever the reason, primarily because they're in a relationship. It's not you know, somebody that they particularly would uh, like are looking at or viewing at the time as somebody as a side piece or somebody like waiting in the wings type of deal. So you mean like I a think, work husband? I mean, <laughs> term work husbands or whatever. I'm, I'm just simply saying that women have friends. And, and the way I look at it is like, you know, men and women, particularly if there's some sort of aren't 
going to be just friends just for the sake of being friends. You know what I'm saying? Particularly like there's some sort of attraction physically. So, and with that being the circumstance, they're, they're going to be friends because there's some sort of outlying circumstance. Like I said, primarily because you're in a current relationship with somebody who you care about or whatever the case may be. That doesn't mean that you don't find somebody else attractive or potentially, you know, if you get to know that person through work or through whatever the circumstance, you might find certain qualities about them that you could see yourself potentially being in a relationship with, but you may just not go down that road mentally or otherwise because you are currently involved. So for me, I'm not going to say that people go so far as to look at it like it's, it's a side peak or a side whatever, but you know, in a, in their own subconscious way, there are people there quote unquote waiting in the wings and should, you know, your current situation fall through or whatever the circumstance may be. Most women, I would say, don't have any shortage of suitors waiting in line, waiting to, you know, shoot their shot, as they say. So, or not even so much shoot their shot as much as waiting in line because they know or there's some sort of vibe somewhere along the line that they know that that woman might be interested in them. So they, you know, are more you know happy to be waiting in the wings so i, I like i said I the terminology of you know they got a side piece and all of that i don't think people or women in particular view it that way but i think that in a you know in some subconscious way it's like it it, it happens just in, you know it just happens to be that there are people that are there waiting you may not call them a side piece you may call them something you know work husband, whatever <laughs> you know whatever terminology people want to put towards it but at the end of the day the bottom line is there's people waiting in the wings and you know not every woman is out there purposely putting somebody in in that position is waiting in the wings so to speak and not not everybody is like seeking that out but subconsciously in their own way it's like you got safety nets like lying around rainy day you know oh, crack the plate Lord. like what Chris Rock said, "Crack last case in case of emergency." Uh, <laughs> like, it's look, I was trying to be such a good co-host and let you talk, but I'm just gonna end this bullshit right here. First of all, <laughs> all this though, every woman has a side piece waiting in the wing. Like, first of all, thank you, thank you for being so confident in us that you think we have a line around the block waiting for you to fuck up. At least that'll keep you on your toes. But that is not. 100% true, at least not for all women, and not even so much of the work husband or the dudes that are interested in her waiting. Just because there's men lined around the corner who is interested, that doesn't mean we ever even entertain that shit. Doesn't even mean it's up for entertainment, up for discussion. Just because somebody out here crushing, that doesn't mean that we think, oh, this is going to this is who's going to replace my primary if he messes up in a second. Like that, that whole main chick, side chick, nobody, I, I won't say nobody, but I won't say majority of the women are out here living like that. If a woman is investing in you, she's investing her time, she's investing her love and maybe damn well actually investing in you more so financial moves, business moves, and everything is like that. She is not worried about keeping somebody in the dugout in case you mess up because all of her energy, all of her energy is being poured into you. So, in my opinion, I think this is complete and utter damn it nonsense. 
I mean, hey, you know, like I said, I didn't say all. Oh, I didn't boy, say I know you didn't majority. generalize. You, you, you gotta. I'm just simply saying. I'm just simply saying. Yeah. There's women out here that that go that route, and like I said, it's not something where they purpose purposely going that route or or you know trying to have that situation. I just think in their own subconscious way, you know, it. it a lot of people in a, and it's conditioning too, like social conditioning. A lot of people out here in relationships, it's conditioning. You know, keep your options open. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. There's all kinds of little sayings floating around well, as it pertains more to relationships. So of fear of disappointment. That's really what that is. And people need to stop dressing this shit up as if there's some type of walking, talking pimp or something like that. When you're talking about, oh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's fear. Because if I put all my eggs in one basket, if I fall in love with this man, if I give him my heart, if I trust him, I give him loyalty and he fucks me over, then I put all my trust in him when I could have been exploring other options. That's fear. Because every man is not going to fuck you over and every woman is not going to fuck you over. So you're operating off of fear. And if you're operating off of fear, you cannot be giving someone 100%. So you're giving them half of you. So technically you're not even in a whole ass relationship. You're in a half pretend relationship because the best parts of you, you're leaving pushed to the side to keep from being hurt. That's what is that? Like we can't do anything with that. We can't move forward with that. We can't build with that. We can't get married with that. Like, what is that? That's true, but like I said, by the standard definitions, if people get involved, we 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 both know, I'm sure, mm-hmm. women who have gotten involved, involved, and then had, you know, side pieces or side people, whether it was out of fear, whether it was out of greed, whatever the situation was, we know that this circumstance happens. It's just not something they pulled out the no, sky. It it's, just, it's it's it, it happens every day of the week. So at the end of the day, it's not so much of uh, nonsense, no, as you say, or some falsehood. I'm just saying, as it goes actual to the majority, reality. sir, it is nonsense. But you're right. You're right. It came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. Okay. So, okay, well, so let's flip the token on this. Why men don't get married, all right? Because there's nothing in it for them. What exactly does marriage offer men? Men know there's a good chance they'll lose their friends, their respect, their space, their sex life, their money. And if it all goes wrong, says Helen Smith, they don't want to enter into a legal contract with someone who could effectively take half of their savings, pension, property, when the honeymoon period is over. Men aren't wimping out by staying unmarried or being committed, but they're being smart. What on that? Uh, I mean, it's um, just like the last topic. I think there's a lot of social conditioning that goes along with it. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but I know the divorce rate is very, very high in this country in particular. And I think that a lot of people come from... Uh, uh, perspective where marriage wasn't necessarily um, as it as it has been in previous generations is not as celebrated in today's society in terms of you know certain imagery and stuff that's put out there. Um, you know, it's a lot of little social determinants that I think 
push men in particular in the direction of not getting married or not wanting to marry outside of just the general, like, you know, playboy imagery, the pimp imagery, a lot of stuff that's getting thrown out there that leads men not to want to be, you know, that the, the marriage lifestyle isn't put out as something that's glamorous. It's not put out as something that is, um, you know, fun or, you know, it's a lot of negative, even in a joking manner, it's a lot of negative stereotypes. Like, like the poster said, like all of the, you can't be out with your friends no more and all that, you know, a lot of that stuff is even put into like, you know, movies and stuff is made out to be like a joke thing, but it's a real life issue that people really okay, get divorced. Let me ask you this. So, Have you, know, you like, ever had any fears about getting married? And yeah, I'm, I'm taking a, a, the back door personal information game, but it's still on topic. Have you ever had fears about getting married? I never had no fears about getting married. It's something that, you know, I always saw for myself. It's something that, you know, I always, I see in my current situation and current future. But what I'm saying is, you know, I, I come from, my parents got divorced. I was 13. So like, you know, like I know how that can affect one's perspective towards what marriage is and, you know, how people look at things. It didn't affect me because, you know, I was able to have a conversation with my parents about why it happened, why they got divorced and also why they got married in the first place and what were some of the motivations behind it versus, you know, some of the things that kind of had it fall apart. So getting that full circle perspective on it, I think benefited me to not turn sour towards the whole idea of, you know, getting married. And I think, a lot of people don't get an opportunity to have that discussion uh, with their parents about why things happen or, you know, whoever was their main influence about why marriage is something. Because, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of children, a lot of people in this current society, whether they're, you know, younger adults or, um, you know, kids that are growing up in households where divorce is common. So. I think the fear that she's talking to, or the poster, I don't know if it's, it's a man or woman, a woman, but the but poster. I'm gonna her ass together in a minute, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, you know, she discussed a lot of different things, and I think those are, you know, legitimate fears. I mean, some of the stuff that she's talking about, I just think comes more from a lack of maturity in the individual. Like, you know, like, you, you know, talking about not being able to hang out with friends and stuff. Right. I mean, that that just comes from a, insecurities and, and, and lack of maturity, not only on the man's part, but on the woman's part, too. Like, if you're demanding that your husband can't go out and have a good time, you know, that speaks to your insecurities and your immaturity level. And, and for him to take offense or, or to be like, you know, like in a situation where you can't hash that out and communicate you know, your issues and, and come up with some sort of resolution over that, that just speaks to like, you know, the immaturity of the people involved. But, you know, the other stuff, you know, it is, I think the biggest thing, you know, in terms of fear that people don't talk about when it comes to marriage, especially men, is, is just like I said, that a, a lot of the imagery and a lot of the subconscious stuff that's thrown out there in the atmosphere is a negative viewpoint from a man's perspective on what marriage is. It's not really something that's looked at as like this, like attractive idea, attractive. Well, I'll say this. 
if we're going to talk about all the things men give up or would potentially give up from a negative aspect, the, the coin is flipped when it comes to women as well. You enter into a marriage. Now you're depending on who your husband is. You're thrown into the goddamn stone age. Uh, have the dinner ready by this time. Have the kids tucked by this time. Have this, this done by that time. I'm ready for my head by 10 p.m. Like, Women give up shit too if we're gonna look at the negative aspect of it. Or let's say it's a woman coming into a marriage with a man who has a whole heap of fucking kids and he has child support spread spread across the goddamn globe and she has to suffer as he financially suffers trying to keep up with that and she's pouring into to try and uh substitute what's going out of the household. So there's a lot of different things negative we're going to look at the negativity of being married from a woman stepping in what what is a woman gaining by being married okay she's locking herself down she's in a marriage it could be with a man that's not pleasing her who's not thinking about satisfying her he's in it for what he wants and then she has to go to bed all unpleased and be like that for 30 years. I read an article of the woman who was married for 30 years and had never had a goddamn orgasm. Like, what the fuck is really going on? That's a that's a life sentence. That means I I consider it like Miss Philly when she was on Color Purple. Mister just lay on me and he do his business and that's it. That's a, that's a prison sentence. And that's a, considered a marriage. Women lose all type of shit going into marriages too. So it's to say, what does a man have to gain by getting married? What the hell does a woman have to gain by being married? If we want to, if we want to look at it through those type of lenses and just only view the negativity. And what upsets me is people keep pushing the narrative of all the negativity surrounding marriage. Where are the narratives of the positive relationships? The relationships we saw our grandparents in, where they stayed together 40, 50 years type narrative where, where are those stories at why are we only seeing oh don't get married because she's going to divorce you and take half of everything you own why are we only hearing that as if that is the only option when it comes to marriage marriage that's the type of stuff that pisses me off with, with it across the board i don't i don't know maybe it's just me but no I'm, it's certain yeah i mean it's certain um you know, like you said, uh, it's, certain, it's a lot of stuff that's negative that's put out there in reference to marriage. You know, and we can get into a deeper conversation about, you know, how that happens a lot in the black community, stuff like that. But that's a whole nother conversation. But, I, you know, in reference to um, what your point you was making about um, what does a woman have to gain by getting into a marriage? Why is it always looked at like, you know, there's not negative aspects of it from a woman's perspective, which is true. There are very, very, you know, a lot of, in certain respects, there's negative aspects about it. If the woman gets with the wrong guy, especially, uh, I think one of the, um, the things I was having this same kind of similar conversation the other day, and it was a topic people were talking about, well, why does the, um, you know, men have a certain perspective of, you know, thinking that their, their whole life is going to end or is going to, you know, disappear when they get married. And I think part of it, my perspective is, I think when women get into relationships in general, not even just marriage, but in relationships in general, 
their mindset and I don't I think this is a lot of stuff that social you know social media yes how people read stuff like that but when people get into relationships women I think oftentimes they take on that us mentality more so than the men and what I mean by that is like when they get into a relationship and it gets serious and all of that it's like me and him me and him we are doing this right. we are becoming we are you know whatever you're headed we are headed there together I think a lot of times when guys get into relationships and it becomes a serious situation, guys are able to kind of compartmentalize the me, her, and the us. So it's like, you know, it, it's still the mindset of I'm an individual, she's an individual, she has her life and things that she likes to do and wants to do. I have my life and I, there's things that I want to do and like to do. And then we have our lives together and you know some of the things we like as individuals can overlap and can join or whatever but there's these like kind of like three uh aspects of the relationship that come together and make it you know one thing and i think that's part of the reason why <clears throat> you know a lot of times when women are more like uh you know when they get into the situation relationship whether it's marriage or otherwise they see it from that us us perspective and, you know, that's that's where kind of some of their uh, fulfillment comes from, you know, because like I said, there's a lot of social reasons, social things that get thrown, imagery that gets thrown at women. And that's why they have that type of thinking, that lane of thinking. But, you know, I think that's a big part of it, too, when they get fulfillment from, you know, the us where me and my man are doing this together and me and my man, are, we, we rocking out and we doing this together. And then from the guy's perspective, it's like, look, I'm still one of the homies, I want to chill with my mans and them over here. But then, you know, yeah, I'm rocking out with my girl and doing that too. It's like they still have that dynamic going on. So I think that's part of it too, just kind of like a difference in, in mentalities towards relationships just okay. in general as to why um, guys have like, you know, a negative stigma in their minds. They have that kind of three-pronged, uh, viewpoint on what relationships are and they don't want to lose that one aspect that is what they think is them you know as opposed to the us and the and the you know the other dynamics that exist within the relationship and I don't think not all women but you know I think a lot of women have that perspective uh, of you know uh, uh, conjoining and then we just all one unit moving around moving and doing stuff together I think that's a lot of uh, a big part of where the disconnect is between the two male and All female. All right, well, let's take a look at another topic, which comes from Trevor Noah. I'm sure all of you know who he is. Um, he says, remove sex from a relationship and you will discover that over 90% of ladies have nothing to offer in a relationship. Remove money from a relationship and you will discover over 90% of ladies won't see a reason to be in that relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Am you I going <laughs> You can take this one. I'm going first. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't cut you off, but go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, I mean... um. I mean, 
I never like to speak in absolutes, so I'm not gonna say that this is like true well, across the board of everybody. So hundred percent, he left ten percent of us a glimmer of hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I mean, I, I wouldn't even go as far as to say the numbers are that skewed, but I, I mean. There's some part, I mean, like I said, I mean, most most men are, you know, physical, their, their attraction or their, you know, what a big part of the relationships is physical. Okay. So we're physical, we're physical beings by nature. You know, if sex isn't something that's there and that's something that, you know, obviously, you know, most of the time when you're talking about consenting adults, sex is going to be a part of it. You know, I'm not a big part. So, at the end of the day, you know, if sex isn't there, then it's gonna be, you know, I don't know if any brothers out here trying to, you know, be having those, uh, being in a relationship and, and seeking out celibacy or anything like that. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, you know, the numbers would probably point to, you know, that 90% of, or probably a higher number of guys that are at some point in the course of their relationship, they're going to be wanting to be sexually involved with their partner. Um, and I would say the same is true of women too, but, you know, it's just speaking on what Trevor Noah is talking about, um, you know, to the money piece, yeah, I to mean, the money piece. <laughs> to the money piece, I don't think, I don't, no woman wants to be in a situation where she's struggling. Fact. Or, you know, I don't, I don't think no woman wants to be in a relationship where she's got to pull the most weight or okay, pull all the weight. Let me pause you right there. So, Supercent, Instagram, look her up, Facebook, look her up, recently made a post that says, stop lying to these men. Stop telling these men that all you want is time. Stop trying to make it easy for this these men. Sometimes I want my hair did. Sometimes I want my nails did. Sometimes I want my rent paid. Sometimes I want my car paid. Sometimes you're going to have to do something for me outside of just giving time. And I think that was probably the most honest, transparent thing that she could have said because I think women now go overboard with trying to say the right thing to these men. To say, oh, I wouldn't want a dime from you. All I want is your love and time. Bullshit. That's not always going to be the case. If you want him to take you out to a dinner somewhere or plan a trip or do something romantic, a lot of times that is going to take money. So saying all you want is love and time, that's not 100% factual. It's just not. And it's also unfucking realistic of a man to expect you to think like that. Uh, now, I'm not saying go out and be no goddamn gold digger, but I'm saying to to paint this picture that all you want is love and time. It's just not fucking accurate and, you're, or, and it's unrealistic. And you're trying to paint this picture to make him feel comfortable when you're neglecting some of the things that you need to be happy as well. Right. I, I agree. And I think, you know, I'll say two things to that. To that, um, the other woman talking about all oh, she need, she gonna need some stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'll say some things. To finish it off, she <laughs> did say, say yes, I can do all these things for myself. But if you're here, 
hell yeah, I'm going to want you to do this or that sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not. It's absolutely not. I, 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 and there's a couple there's a couple variables, I think, that are tied into that whole line of thinking. Like I said, we, we talked a lot about, you know, a lot of these topics are raising the point about, you know, some of the social influences that are kind of projected and put out there to folks. And like just the same way we was talking about how marriage isn't really glorified anymore as it once was, maybe in the your grandparents era or whatever. Um, it's not, you know, viewed the same way. It's the same way with, you know, a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, there's a lot of variables that, you know, the feminism, uh, you know, the um, independent woman, you know, it's a lot of different things that get put out there that subconsciously people take that take right. that in and, you know, they put that back out into the atmosphere and say, oh, yeah, you know, I don't need a man for nothing or I'm, you know, I don't need you to help me. I don't need you to do that. And then there's men out here that are also subconsciously taking that information in like, well, she ain't going to want nothing from me. All she wanted is me to come through and, you know, whatever. It, you know, that's it, it plays its role. Not saying that that's the main reason why people are out there. Every individual is different. But I think that plays a part into a lot of people's mentality towards, you know, being, t you know, the whole man and woman dynamic within a relationship. If a guy is supposed to be taken care of, there, I'm, there are plenty of men still out here that were raised as gentlemen that understand the dynamic of, you know, financially, you know, looking out for their significant other, whether it be paying bills or gifts or, you know, just paying for dates or whatever the circumstance may be, there's plenty of those guys still represented and still out here. Um, you know, so I think, you know, the, like I said, the social thing is, is one aspect of it. Um, you know, the other part, I, I guess I would just say, um, you know, she, <laughs> she, she's, you know, talking about time and she got time for and this, that, and the other. Like, I, I mean, I agree. Like I said, I agree. It's to each his own. It's a, it's a circumstance where you, you, you have to have a conversation with the person that you're with. And I think, you know, communication is the biggest that's part that's lacking as to why this becomes an issue is because people don't talk. People don't have those conversations to establish the foundation, the groundwork for how they're going to be treated I within think the relationship. I something that's missing, and I say it all the time, and I hate to just use this book as if it's a staple, but in a lot of respects, it is. Knowing each other's love language, that is huge. Knowing how your significant other wants to be loved, not loving them the way you want to be loved. Because the way I want to be loved is going to be different from the way Ben wants to be loved and vice versa. So yes, communication is key. But then again, you have to know what you need to feel or what you need to receive in order to be loved. Can't nobody be out here playing guessing games. You need to know yourself first before you even enter into any type of relationship with anybody. So like I said, what Supercent was saying was not incorrect. Don't sugarcoat what you need in a relationship. Don't, excuse my language, don't prancy foot around it. Had to clean it up in order to appease somebody. If this is what you need, if this is what you want in order to feel love, say that. If you, if you need your man to be romantic and take you out every now and again 
say that. Like, don't expect for somebody to just know what you want. You have to communicate those things. So we're getting close to our time. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up with a final topic. Since we are fresh off of Father's Day, let's go ahead and talk about Target having a happy baby daddy's day instead of a happy father's day card ben what are your thoughts on the card just I, I don't know if that matters to anybody but it matters to me so i'm gonna throw that out there go ahead <laughs> i mean every, every topic that we've touched on uh today you know there's these these influences that get put out there and, and out in the media out there in the world that's kind of like in some ways it's 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 aimed it's 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 like i said it's a larger discussion we don't got necessarily time for no, today, today. <laughs> but it's so something that is like aimed and directed. It's not by accident. Nobody didn't make no mistake when they was in the little boardroom meeting at Target like, oh, we see all these cars and, you know, oh, it slipped right. our minds and it came in the pack. They did it. It's intentional. Yes. Stuff is getting put out out there in the atmosphere. It's just like I was watching TV. I've been noticing a lot of this in commercials where every couple it's like they afraid to put two black people as a couple on TV during a commercial. Like, is <laughs> all these interracial couples or a black woman and some other race nationality dude. Right. It's like, there's a lot of stuff he's getting thrown out there that don't pay attention to. But speaking on this baby daddy situation, like I said, I mean, it's just, um, you know, more just like subconscious negative stigma being thrown, you know, slid out there. Like, I guess, you know, you know, some folks can't have right. husbands or like happy that's Father's just Day. For black whatever. people to be married and in a household and be happy, it has to be a baby mama, baby daddy drama type situation. Or uh, in yeah. this case, they tried to make it seem like I don't even know what the hell. Target tried it. Period. I'm not even gonna try to explain where they were going with this. This was definitely intentional. And let's pretend like white people. <laughs> Don't have baby mama, baby daddy type of situations either. So it's anywhere, any race you look at, there is going to be a situation where a relationship didn't work and two people have to co-parent. This is not a black thing. This is a human thing. It happens in all cultures with all people. So to slap some black people on the car and talk about happy baby daddy's day, bitch, Target, you tried it. You really fucking tried it. Like... Damn, is is that what we're doing, Target? Yeah, I mean they they not the first organization to go, all, you know, show their no, hand, and they won't they be the last. And no, they won't be. The motherfuckers really keep trying us, and we also have to do better about what we're putting out there. Not taking the heat off of Target. But I don't know how many posts leading up to Father's Day did I see somebody talking reckless, black a black woman talking reckless about how she was determining if she even wanted to acknowledge her baby daddy on Father's Day. We got to stop putting certain shit out there too. 
motherfuckers can't grab stuff out of air if we're not also not putting some stuff out there. So we have to be more mindful about how we're carrying ourselves, not only on social media, but in front of our children, not to get off topic, but there was another post where I saw a young woman say, no matter what the situation is with my baby daddy, here we go. No matter what the situation is with my baby daddy, I would never speak ill of him. I'm going to let my child to grow up and decide for herself. That post was two years ago. Now, as of Father's Day, what was Father's Day? Sunday, she posted a picture with a little girl in a onesie with her father on it that said the number one deadbeat in the back of her shirt, like a jersey, said petty on the black on the back of the shirt. When just last year you was talking about how you was gonna rise above everything and let your child decide for herself. And this baby is three, and that's the picture you took. That's the picture you put on social media. And that's the picture this child's gonna grow up and see later on in life. So somebody's gonna run it back. That's just how the world goes. The world always keeps receipts. And here we go. We have this another fucked up dynamic on our plate. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's um like I said, I mean people people um you know, like you said, it, it's a lot we it, it can't um take any accountability on the target's part, like they they yeah. fucked up, whatever. But you know, like you said, people gotta just be more mindful, like you know, it, nobody's saying you gotta you just gotta educate yourself and nobody's saying, you know, you Everybody has to act a certain way all the time, but just be mindful of, like you said, what you put out in the atmosphere and what what kind of energies you putting out there in the world. Where, you know, you every, things have that negative connotation to it. You know, you you know, baby, certain phrases or whatever. Just you just gotta be, gotta more, be mindful more mindful. Of how you, well, we have hit our time. We thank you all for joining us. That thirty minutes flew by fast. As a matter of fact, this segment is actually around forty three minutes. So we thank you for joining us. Babe, I love you so much. Thank you for joining me. This was amazing. You're very much appreciated. My, my pleasure. Glad to, glad to uh, give my two cents. I love you too. Appreciate and the invite. we should give each other a round of applause because we did not over talk each other. We were really good in front of company today. <laughs> <laughs> That is impressive. <laughs> so, again, we thank you guys for joining us. Who knows? Maybe we'll run it back next week or skip a week. You know, never know. But continue to stay tuned. I'm definitely grateful for all of the listeners. And continue to submit those topics. Like I say on every show, as crazy as it sounds, this shit is going on in the world somewhere. Thank you guys for joining Topic Tuesday.